Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. We begin a new series, Living With Yourself. And of course, that's something that we should be accustomed to doing, right? Living with ourselves. But sometimes that living with ourselves is a lot more complicated than it sounds. And I think that has a lot to do with how we sometimes are unable to forgive ourselves and others. But this series is going to be about helping us to accomplish those two things. And I know that God is going to give us the right scriptures that will meet the need that we have today. I want you to consider what God may ask you to do today, right from the start. Think about what he will be impressing upon your heart. Who is that person in your life right now that you need to forgive? Is that person you? Is that person someone else? Open up your heart and let's begin. The Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians, in chapter 4, verse 31, that we are to let all bitterness and wrath, anger, clamor, and slander be put away from us along with any form of malice. God is saying that all of these things bring darkness into our lives. They bring darkness into our thoughts. They bring darkness into our actions. And they bring darkness when we are wanting to live in the light. God is saying, if you make your effort to move away from these things, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to supernaturally come into your life right now and help you to do exactly that. He is ready to give us that victory. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verses 1 and 2, it continues by saying, be imitators of God. As beloved children, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. How to say, I am indeed the answer. I am indeed the way that we can accomplish this together. And so we look to him and we say, Lord, help me to understand this process of forgiveness. It's one of the most challenging things that we can do. When we know that we are directly responsible, forgiving ourselves can be one of the most challenging things to overcome. When others have been responsible, forgiving them becomes a challenge that can be as equally great. Sometimes I would add even greater. I believe we struggle with these things. We struggle with them because we don't know how to get out from under them. I believe that we continue to live with this burden that Jesus has already provided a way to lift from us. And that's why we must consider this process of forgiveness. And the first thing that happens is, of course, the hurt. And this message is called healing the hurts that we don't deserve. So the focus is going to be primarily on that. 
But when we talk about the hurt, the hurt that we don't deserve, we know that we have experienced something that we didn't see coming from a person we least expected it from. When that happens, we can become disconnected from ourselves. And also, in consequence, we disconnect from the world around us. And that means we disconnect from the people who sometimes love us most, the people that are there for us and helping us to work through that hurt. We sometimes withdraw from them and then we also withdraw from God. When we withdraw, we do so in pain. God understands that pain. He understands it better than we could possibly understand because he lived it firsthand when he, as Jesus, was nailed to the cross. I know that it's difficult for, for us to believe that God suffered for us, but that's exactly what he did, and it was undeserved. And so God sympathizes with us, and he does so in a manner that was possible through the person of Jesus. Therefore, when we are in pain and we relive that pain, we experience how that pain can take our breath away. Have you ever had the wind just knocked out of you? You, you know how difficult it is to regain your breath and get that necessary oxygen back into your lungs. And you feel like in that moment that you are truly dying. I've played enough sports to have had the wind knocked out of me. I have two brothers who have helped knock the wind out of me. I had a father who was pretty rough on me growing up, and sometimes he knocked the wind out of me. So I've, I've had that experience probably too many times. But the hurt that sometimes comes at the hands of another, it feels like we are going through it all over again. And I want you to know that Jesus through the Holy Spirit, is the oxygen that we need to re-get, to recapture, to once again breathe and find that life back the way that he always intended. And that's why I want to encourage you today, with each moment that we spend on the hurt, this is how we're going to live, reliving those moments, getting the wind knocked out of us, time and time again. And so God says, I understand the hurt. I know it well. I can sympathize with you, but I can also give you back the air that you need to breathe. He does that through his very presence. And so in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11, it says, good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. And God is encouraging us through this proverb to become one who is slow to anger. One who looks to overlook that offense, to overtake it, to not be controlled by it, to not allow it to keep being relived in our lives and taking our oxygen away. The second thing that happens in this process of going to a place of forgiveness beyond the hurt is the hostility that we are going to feel. We are going to be very angry. We are going to even want revenge. We are going to be vengeful. We're going to desire justice, and we are going to look at how we can get that by any means necessary. 
We are going to be hostile in our words. We're going to be hostile in our thoughts. We are going to be hostile in our hearts. And we are going to be hostile in our behaviors. And when you know that you have not overcome the hurt, is the hostility is the greatest indicator of that. It isn't just you reliving it and losing your breath with every thought of it, but it is also the hostility that you continue to have. And when this happens, we withdraw from our true selves and we become a dark and corrupted version of ourselves instead. And God is saying, I want you to put away all of this bitterness, all of this wrath, all of this anger, all of the clamor, all of the slander, and every form of malice. That's what we read when we first started this talk together in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. God wants us to put away these things, that hostility that is there. And Romans 12, in chapter 12, verse 17 to 21, this is what it says, and it encourages us to repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all, if possible, so far as it depends on you, I want you to live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, I want you to feed him. If he is thirsty, I want you to give him to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. What a, an incredible teaching that Paul gives in this passage. He gives us the steps in how to overcome hostility. He gives us the steps in how we can get past the hurt. The first part tells us very clearly that we are not to act like the evildoers. We are not to repay evil for evil, even though that is exactly how we feel. We not only want them to experience what they've done to us, but we want them to experience it to an even greater degree. God is saying, will you trust me that I will be your justice? Will you trust me to repay the evil that they have done to you? Will you believe in me for all that I promise to do in looking after you and taking care of this and everything that has to do with your life? And then he goes on to say, here are other steps that you can take. Your enemy, the person that you hate, that person that you want to see experience the same hurt and pain, why don't you do this? Why don't you feed them? Why don't you give them something to drink? Why don't you do this? Show them love, and in so doing, you reveal how you are truly a person touched by God. What a difficult thing to do, right? But isn't that exactly why this reveals that we would be touched by God? That we would be empowered by Him? That the Holy Spirit in us is what is making this possible? Think of how God is able to do that work 
and how if we allow him to do it, he will give us the victory over the hostility that is in our hearts right now. The third step in this process is the healing. Now we have to recognize that the hurt is just too big for us to handle on our own. We can't do this by ourselves. We're going to need Jesus. And so every time that hurt comes back, we need to cry out to Jesus and say, Jesus, help me intervene in my life. Help me to overcome this hurt. Come with your love. Come with your peace. Give me that sense of assurance. Give me that certainty that you are going to repay this evil. That you are going to free me from its consequences. And as you turn to God and turn to Jesus for that healing from God, God will answer your prayer. And it happens through the surrender of ourself, asking Jesus to fill us with his presence. And so we need to ask God less of us, less of our thoughts and of hurt and, and, and less of our sense of emotion that is bringing up the hostility. And Lord, come instead with your healing. And when he does that, when Jesus comes with his healing, he heals us in ways that we cannot explain, but we can experience. And then you're going to be able to take that and you're going to be able to tell others of the miracle that God did in you. When people ask you, how were you able to overcome this? How were you able to get past this? How were you able to be delivered from this? How did you come out from the darkness from this? You're going to be able to say, Jesus delivered me. Jesus healed me. Jesus did this work in me. It is not of my doing. He gave me the love that I needed. He gave me the victory that I didn't think I could garner on my own. He did what I believed was impossible. God did this for me. I want that to be your witness. I want those to be your words. I want that to be your testimony. I want that to be your story. The story that you are going to be able to share over and over again how you were able to overcome the hurt that you did not deserve. In Jeremiah 17:4, it says, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. I want those words to be yours. I want that verse to become your song. I want that teaching that Jeremiah is giving us to be the teaching that goes deeply into your soul today and brings about the healing that you need. The next part is harmony. Now we receive a reconciliation in ourselves first. When we are healed, the thing about being healed is that we are reconciled with ourselves. You see, until that happens, we are disjointed. Our, our mind is not with our spirit. Our emotions are fighting against our will. We are suffering in our body. We, we experience illnesses. And we find ourselves a corrupted and dark version of ourselves. So what God does is that he wants to bring harmony in the trinity 
that is your mind, your spirit, and your body. And so if we are going to live with ourselves, if we are going to experience what it looks like for God to give us that abundant life that he has promised us in John 10.10, then we need to understand that when God brings about harmony, he's wanting to bring it about first in us. So how does he accomplish that? He accomplishes that by reconciling us to ourselves. And therefore, we must forgive ourselves. God says that if we do not forgive ourselves, then we cannot experience the forgiveness that allows us to take that forgiveness and experience the harmony that he is offering us. If God has forgiven us, if there is no wrong that he cannot forgive, if there is nothing that he cannot restore us and reconcile us from, then why would we hold on to a hurt? Why would we hold on to the hostility? Why would we abandon the healing and not experience the harmony that God has for us today? Receive it right now. This opportunity to not only forgive yourself, but forgive those who have hurt you. Doing so, you are going to feel whole for the very first time. You are going to feel a wholeness that is a spiritual wholeness that comes and does not fade. It is a wholeness that God brings and follows through to completion. God is saying, I'm here to strengthen you and to move you beyond that place of eternal harmony so that I can bring you to a place where you can experience external harmony as well. We begin to experience this reconciliation first in ourselves and then guess what happens? It is extended to those around us. And that's why in Luke chapter 6, verse 35 and 36, it says, Love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. And guess what? Your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the un... For he is kind and he will not allow for the ungrateful and the evil to persist. Be merciful even as your Father is merciful. Can we say amen to that? How beautiful to know that God is looking out for us in this way. And the last thing is this verse reminded us as well and led us into this last point, and that is that we are heirs. You and I are sons and daughters of the King. Jesus is our brother. You are part of God's family, and therefore you can trust the Lord as a member of that family. You can believe that the Lord will repay for every injustice, not just here on earth, but he will do so in the world to come. You see, Jesus is just and he is perfect in all his ways. And he will never allow any of us to get away with the wrong that we did not repent of. And that is why when we go before God, we must remember the great forgiveness that we have received and how when we exercise that same level of forgiveness, we continue to be a part of a family that upholds the same values as our Heavenly Father expects us to be upholding as sons and daughters. 
that sit at his table, that eat from his provision, that are under his protection, that experience his peace, and that live with his prosperity. You see, because we are in the house of the Father, a house that has many rooms, because we are his sons and his daughters, because we are his heirs, then there is a standard by which we live by that the world does not live by. And when they look upon us, they see the mark of the Heavenly Father. They see the presence of his son Jesus. They see that we are sons and daughters of the King. And we shine a light in the darkness and we are able even as Jesus did, hanging on the cross, say the words that would come to even the ones who today are feeling a great hurt. Forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. Where did that strength come from? It came from Jesus. Where will our strength come from? It will come from Jesus as well. And so we conclude with this verse in 2 Timothy chapter 4, 14 and 15. It speaks of the great hurt that Timothy experienced in his life. There was a, a coppersmith by the name of Alexander. And he says these words, Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm, but the Lord will repay him back for his deeds. You also must be aware of him because he strongly opposed our message. Timothy's saying, I'm going to let God take care of this. God is going to take care of this Alexander the coppersmith. You need to watch out for people like him. You need to watch out for him specifically. And that reminds us that when we are heirs of God and when we are part of the same family, we also look out for one another. And if we know that we've been hurt by someone, we've got to let someone else know so that they too don't experience that same hurt. And I believe that God can together bring us to a place where we can experience his healing today. A healing that we didn't deserve, but a healing that Jesus Christ can deliver us from. And so, Father, thank you for these principles, for these verses, for this teaching today that it enables us to take the next steps in our journey in not only living with ourselves, but also in being able to forgive ourselves and forgive those around us. Thank you for how you make this possible. We turn to you and we ask you to empower us to do the same. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening, for being a part of this gathering. I pray this message blesses you. And I look forward to the coming weeks and to my wife Michelle speaking next Sunday. I'm just as excited as you are to hear her speak. And in the weeks to follow, we will continue with our series, Living With Yourself. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only he can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening and God bless you immensely.